with new images from the Hubble telescope that is giving us some of the brightest and rarest glimpses of the universe, including revealing what is actually being referred to as a monster galaxy. And joining us now for more, as always, here's space expert, our good friend Paul Delaney from York University joins us. Hey there, Paul. Good afternoon. Hi there, Jeff. All right. It's being called 3D Dash, the largest infrared image ever taken by Hubble. Uh, What exactly is this revealing, Paul? So Hubble has managed to generate an image from the sky. It's about three times the diameter of of the moon. So it's a fairly good-sized piece uh, of sky. And as uh, always, when we dig that deeply into uh, these uh, observations, we see lots and lots of galaxies. So we're looking at infrared light this time, so not normally visible light. That punches through distance a little bit more easily than regular light. And so we're seeing some very large galaxies, a very large number of galaxies, and by inference, some of the earliest galaxies, certainly not the earliest galaxies or the oldest galaxies we know, but a long time back in the past, like up to about 10 billion years ago. So it's giving us a a new window uh, to look at galaxies from, as I say, nearly 10 billion years ago. Wow, 10 billion. Talk about a history lesson that's in front of us, right? Uh, incredible. <laughs> that's exactly right. And yeah. the one nice thing about astronomy, when, when you look at the night sky, everything is coming to you from the past. Sometimes it's relatively recent past, as in a few hundred years, but sometimes it's a long way, 10, 12, even 13 billion years. Time travels, we are. Just incredible. And this will allow us to start unraveling some of the mysteries of the galaxies beyond our own. Uh, what questions are we possibly... Uh, looking into or that we could have answered, do you think, Paul? Well, basically it comes down to galaxy evolution. Uh, galaxies formed, most of the galaxies formed in the vicinity of 12, 10 to 12 billion years ago. Some formed starting 13 billion years ago and that galaxy formation process has carried on uh, into relatively recent times as in 7 or 8 billion years ago. But to, to, to join the dots, if you will, when we look at the universe today and when we look at the galaxies that we see today and try and work backwards to what were the seeds, what was the the environment like that has created the galaxies when we look at the range of galaxy sizes some are very very modest in size some are like our own galaxy but some are real monsters and you know there presumably had to have been differing uh points differing uh, aspects of their environment that gave rise to these changes these uh you know uh, very very big differences in in characteristics and so when we look at these sorts of hubble images we're picking up quite the the spread of area even at the same time and so the aim is to understand how the big galaxies formed were they big from the outset or did they sort of cannibalize their local environment was there something special about their central black hole that gave rise to the size that we see today? The short answer is we really don't know. But the only way we find out is to be able to look at these sorts of really crisp, clean images, in this case, from Hubble. Could we possibly, do you think, Paul, could we possibly discover life beyond Earth here, whether it currently exists or maybe did so in the past? Well, not with these sorts of images. Uh, these sorts of images don't have the sort of scale that you need to be able to search for life. We're, we're looking, you know, these, these monster galaxies are something like, you know, two, three, four hundred thousand light years in size. And they've got, you know, somewhere in the vicinity of you know, a trillion stars. These are mega structures. To be able to look in the fine detail of these stars, let alone their planetary system, 
that's not where Hubble uh, shines, so to speak. You know, we're more likely to get insights into are we alone by examining the stars in our own galaxies and then the relatively nearby stars looking at their exoplanetary families. So no, this type of image in the infrared looking at galaxies from 10 billion years ago, this is really a galaxy evolution, not a, a life issue. Yeah, just finally, uh, Paul, as we sit here and talk about these latest images from the Hubble uh, telescope, space telescope, uh, can you maybe talk to us just briefly here about how important Hubble has been and what we have been able to uh, uncover and discover thanks to this space telescope? It cannot, it cannot be underscored how much of a discovery machine Hubble has been. It's been up there for 32 years. That's pretty darn good, given the fact that we really had only expected it to be 5 to 10. And here it is, 30 years and counting. Uh, after all of the uh, evolution in its instruments, remember the five shuttle missions that went up and changed out instruments, uh, changed out their computer systems, it has continued to evolve as technology has improved. And so the insights it's been able to generate decade after decade, have just been miraculous. The, the deep field images that reveal literally billions of galaxies out there, the uh, information we've gleaned about the, our own galaxy, the stars and the planets in our uh, own galaxy, even the planets in our own solar system. Hubble has been there to push the frontiers of astronomy forward over the last 32 years, and it will continue to do that even with James Webb when it comes online in July, because they are complementary instruments. So it's, it's a really great age for astronomy at the moment. Yeah, and what a run, 32 years. I mean, I think I speak for most of us, Paul. I'd like my car just to last 10, never mind 32. <laughs> Whatever they build Hubble out of, can they build my next car out of that, please? You don't want the price tag, though. Okay, <laughs> fair point. Paul, thanks as always. Much appreciated. You're welcome. Cheers. Space expert Paul Delaney with us from York University. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.